everybody on? Good. Great. Grand. Wonderful. This is The Drive <laughs> with Larry Hardesty. No yelling on the bus. Especially with that language. 23 pressures, seven quarterback hits, and four sacks. That's what Joe Flacco saw today at MetLife. It's The Drive on 98.7 ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Joe and Jacob along the way till 9, then Tyreek Butler will join us. It'll be the Ty Butler Show at 9 o'clock tonight here on 98.7 ESPN. Of course, we'll keep you updated on the 4 o'clock games. Looking at the Rams holding a 13-6 lead over Arizona right now. Green Bay all over Tampa. Tampa looks not good. <laughs> we'll keep you updated with the scores there. We'll have a couple of guests for you tonight. Dennis Wazak of the Associated Press will join me at 7.30. We will recap the Jets game for you. And uh, Pat Leonard from the Daily News will join me at 8.30. And we'll preview Giants-Cowboys tomorrow night at MetLife Stadium. That should be an interesting one, especially with the 2-0 Giants trying to keep up with the now 3-0 Philadelphia Eagles. But we begin with the New York Jets. And unfortunately... Let's be honest. There was not, there wasn't really after the first quarter a point where you thought that this Jet offense was really going to get going. And to make matters worse, when Garrett Wilson went out, you really didn't think you had a shot to get anything going. And that was the case again. This Jet offense is struggling. The offensive line, again, left tackle, no answers. Fant hurt, third string in. Flacco, I would say running for his life, but since he can't really run, got hit and sacked. Two interceptions by him, two lost fumbles. This is not a good game for the Jets. And you knew coming in that this Cincinnati team was angry. You knew coming in that this was going to be a very tough game for you to win, playing as perfect as you could. Because, you know, come on, when you look in the mirror last week, you knew. You played well enough to stay close and got a couple of breaks. Great, you won that game. But you knew that Cincinnati was going to test you. And I think that Sauce Gardner has been very good his first couple of weeks. Not been bad. Made some really good plays. But I still do not understand. And I know Dan and Greg touched on it a little bit. But when the play is going in, I still don't understand why he feels the need to hand off receivers to somebody else. There was, refresh, refresh my memory, there was, I believe, a linebacker who he asked to pick up Jamar Chase. No, no, you, no, that's not going to work. You want to stay with the outside guy. I don't know what the scheme is supposed to be. I don't know. But this is the third time that he has handed over a receiver and that receiver has scored after he's handed them over. Defensively, they got to get it together. Not seeing the pass rush. I mean, I know they got to Burrow a couple of times, but I mean, Burrow's been one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the NFL over the past couple of years. This should have been a multi-sack day for them. Couldn't get it done. 
So defensively, you've got problems. Offensively, I tell you, it was funny to hear the Mike White cries in the stadium because last week nobody wanted to to see Mike White. (laughs) And I get it. It's up and down. It flows. It's a fluid situation. But here's the concern I have. Your number one quarterback could be back as early as next Sunday against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, who, even though they're struggling offensively, still has a very physical defense. You've got to do something with the left side of the line. I don't care who's back there. And especially if you're bringing your number one quarterback in, you're starting him after he's coming off leg surgery. You got to do a better job of protecting the quarterback. You just do. And once again, I get it. I understand you were down. I understand you have to try to get back into the game. I get it. And stats, when you look at this game, you would think this was a close game. I mean, first downs, Bengals 20, Jets 19. Third down efficiency, Bengals 7 for 14, Jets 7 for 18. Total plays, Jets ran 10 more plays than the Bengals did. Total yards, Bengals only had two more yards than the Jets. Drives were the same. Yards per play, five yards for Cincinnati, 4.3 for the Jets. But once again, the Jets threw the ball 52 times. So what's going on with the run game? Why is the run game being abandoned so early? And so if you can't run the ball, then why am I dropping my safeties out of the box? If you can't run it, I'm just going to let you sit back there and pass and press, pin, pin the defense's ears back and, and, you know, get after it. And that's what they did over and over and over again. I mean, 20 rushes for 76 yards. I mean, that's not, you know, that's, that's, you got to run the ball more than 20 times. You just do. Especially when you've got a lot, you got to do something to slow the line down. Not a good day. <clears throat> Offensively for the Jets. Just wasn't. And once again, the penalties, another issue. It's not good. Not good. 1-800-919-3776. We'll come back. We'll take your phone calls. We'll get your thoughts on the Jets. Of course, as I mentioned, we'll keep you updated with uh, what's going on in the NFL. The Mets trying to put a little distance between themselves and Atlanta before the showdown later next week. Mets with a nice lead so far in our, in um, Oakland today. Pete Alonso setting the record for runs batted in. Single season with 125 after a two-run home run today. So kudos to him. Mets leading 7-1 as we move to the eighth. Philly and Atlanta tied at six with Atlanta batting in the top of the ninth. Mets with a game and a half lead over Atlanta right now. And, of course, at the top of the hour, Yankees and Red Sox. Will Aaron Judge do it tonight? Oh, we're busy. We're the drive on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty. On 98.7 ESPN. It's the drive on 98.7 ESPN. 1-800-919-3776. The Jaguars 
have a 31 to 10 lead over the Los Angeles Chargers in the fourth quarter. The Geno Smith ride continues. They've got a three-point lead over Atlanta with a little over 40 seconds left to go before the beginning of the fourth quarter. But uh, Falcons are driving, and they are now in, so they will take the lead pending the point after on the Drake London touchdown of 27-23. Once again, though, we are discussing the Jet game. 27-12 loss to the Bengals. Joe Burrow, three touchdown passes, and uh, they get their first win of the season. They dro- And listen, you drop a pair of games, three-point losses, although they trail by two touchdowns, and you got the sense, once again, you knew coming in this was going to be a tough game, but you got the sense. When the Bengals took the coin toss, took the ball, they didn't defer. They said, we're setting the tone. We're going to march right down the field. And that's what they did. And once again, defensive lapses by the Jets. I mentioned one or two of them. Offensively, nothing. Not really, they couldn't get anything going. And so right now, all the debate about, well, this is Mike, Mike White or Joe Flacco or whatever, all the debate right now, if you're a Jet fan, right now, you are hoping that, you're, that Zach Wilson's able to go next week because you need to see what is going on with your number one quarterback. Is he the guy? And when it gets in, it starts. Enough of the back and forth. Enough of, you know, is, is it Flacco? Is it what is it? It's Zach Wilson. Let's see what he brings to the table. And he will be tested against a very, very physical Pittsburgh Steelers team next week if he's able to play. And they've been ramping him up, so he should be able to go. Hopefully, Gary Wilson can rest a couple of That was a very hard hit. Give him credit for coming back in. And isn't it amazing? It just seemed as though it looks like he's the only guy that can get separation on this offense on, from the receiving core. It just seems that way, right? Or was it that Flacco's holding on to the ball too long? I mean, I don't know. I do know when you were pressured as much as he was, meaning Flacco, it just seemed like he was just standing there. And, and I got to tell you, this game... He just looked old. Couldn't move. He ran a little bit. You know, I, I get he that's not his game. I understand it. You didn't get him to be a running quarterback. That's not what he is. But once again, you needed somebody just to buy a little time. I mean, you look at what the Jets were able to do. They, they, they got near Burrow a bunch of times. But they just couldn't bring him down. And once again, and this is something that I, I, I was looking for, I've been looking for, and it reared this ugly head today. And that's those penalties that self-inflicted wounds, the ones that just kill you. Okay? Third down, deep in Cincinnati territory. You get them to turn the ball over. You've got it. It's going to be fourth down. They're going to have to punt. You could get decent field position. And you get a roughing the passer play. Now, and 
it turns out on that play, they come down and score a touchdown. You got the turnovers. You got the interceptions. You know, those self-inflicted wounds you can't have. Okay, you're, you're a basically young team, and you can't afford to give points and opportunities away, especially when you're playing really, really good teams. Like a Cincinnati team that was, oh, by the way, even though they haven't been playing like it, was in the Super Bowl last year. So these are the things that they have to correct. These are the things that you have to clean up. All right, and they're not getting it done. You need to see more pressure on the quarterback. These are the things that we thought when you looked in preseason, these were the things that kind of gave you hope that it might be a little different defensively. Because remember what we've been talking about. Remember what the whole idea, the whole identity of this team was supposed to be, right? The whole identity of this team was supposed to be physical defense, running the football, and then sprinkle in Zach Wilson making some plays. That is supposed to be what the identity of this Jet team is. And with the exception a little bit last week, they haven't run the football. And the defense has not been as consistent as we thought it would be. And once again, I get it. When you're on the field a lot, you get put in situations where you've got a you know, your back is against the wall off a turnover and you're right in the red zone. I get it. It's hard. It's hard to get off the field. It's hard to not give up anything. Okay, it's tough. If you give up threes, that's like a moral victory. So, yes, I understand that the defense was put in some tough positions this game because of the inability of the offense. But then that's why the defense, you can't make mistakes. You can't hand off receivers. You can't miss. You can't bl- have blown coverages. You can't do it. You're not good enough. You're not to get these things to to overcome these these type of situations. I've talked enough. Let's see what you have to say. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's begin with uh, Eric in the car. Eric, you're up first on the drive. How you doing? I'm calling because you stole a little bit of my thunder with regard to the 23 pressures. You know, each game has a story that it's telling you as coaches and fans. Where were the screens today? We ran some really good screens against the Ravens opening week, wide receiver screens. Uh, There were no running back screens today to help slow down the pressure. Uh, But when you address that, uh, after you address that, the second thing I want to, which is really important, Quincy Williams going down. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Douglas should probably make a phone call to Blake Martinez and try to figure out if he's available because the only other person on the practice squad may be Bryce Huff. But how are we going to fill the Quincy Williams void, which is a big void because he was all over the field today making tackles. Those are my two points. I'll hang up. Thank you. All right, Eric, thanks for the phone call. You're right. And um, Quincy Williams carted off with a leg injury. Didn't look good. So the Jets will have to make some phone calls and try to get some other folks in to replace him at linebacker, and he is, he's is—he's been very good. He and Quan Alexander, along with C.J. Mosley, have done a nice job. <clears throat> Excuse me. So they are going to have to do that. As far as the play calling is concerned, my friend, listen, I don't know where it was. There's been a little concern about the unevenness 
behind Coach LaFleur on, on offensively and the plays that he calls. And so there must be something that he's looking, he's trying to exploit some things. So I don't know. I don't know why you didn't see a lot of that. All I know is I think you will not see the tight end a lot because they're going to have to keep the tight end in the block. If they can't find a way to slow down the rush from that left side, especially the left tackle position, they're going to have to keep the tight end in. They're just going to have to. And, uh, you know, that may hurt them in the running game. It's going to take a receiver out of the passing game. I get it. But you got to protect your quarterback. You can't be in this position where your quarterback is getting hit and beat constantly. Constantly. And that's all it was today. Every time you turn around. Angelo's in Secaucus. What's up, Angelo? Hey, Angelo. Yeah, just listen. I mean, I'm going to start off with this. I'm uh, just tired, tired. I've been going to these games for a long time, since the 90s. Um, coming to watch the Jets year in, year out. This year, it's, I just feel like it's the same old thing. Uh, the thing I'm most concerned about, I understand. I understand LaFleur is having trouble. It's hard to call his offense with Flacco under center. I get it. He's doing the best he can. But the defense, that's a lot of bread and butter. That's what he should be coming in and running it hot on. I'm not seeing it. I'm just not seeing the pressure. This this guy, Joe Burrow, has been on his butt for the last three years, and we can't even get any sort of pressure on this guy. Um, I, I think our line is something we should be touting, and we're not. And uh, I'm just overall just concerned. I mean, it's like it, it, everything we're supposed to be excited about, we're just getting – there's just nothing to get excited about. There's nothing to get excited about. I'm tired, sad. Tired of spending money on this team. Tired of supporting this team. I'm trying to get some momentum back, but um, that's it. T-I-R-E-D, tired. That's it. I hear I you, Angelo. You. I hear you. I hear you. Thanks for the phone call. I get it. The only thing I can say to you is it's three games. You've got another 14 to turn it around. We had the discussion about whether Salah was going to have to get more involved in the defense. I don't know how involved he is or isn't. But you're right. This is his side of the ball. This is his bread and butter. This is what his calling card has been. It's got to improve. Anthony's in Jersey. What's up, Ant? How's it going? (laughs) It's it's a bad day. Bad day today, but... You know what? I'm trying. I'm trying to see the positives of this team. All right, the defense what is it? was supposed to be the staple of this team, but it's not looking that way. Sauce, Sauce has been great. Sauce has been great. Uh, he's been the staple of that defense, but I don't know that the offense with Joe Flacco just looks just looks flat. Flat. It does. It's five field goals ain't going to win you a game against the defending AFC champs. That that's not how it's going to go. Well, you need your number one quarterback back. Uh, and thanks for the phone call. <clears throat> you need your quarterback back and all that, what he brings to the table, his options of being able to move a little bit. And once again, I know I jump on him about these his love of unscripted plays. Okay, I know I do because I do think there are some times that, just for me, and I'm not there, not looking at the coach's tape or anything like that. But it just seems as though he is quick to run when maybe if you stay in the pocket a little bit longer, you can complete that pass down the field. Just me. He's too quick to run. 
but the ability and the obvious, you know, reputation of him moving and not being able, not staying in the pocket is what you need because of the way the offense is staggered right now. It's just, it's just slow. It plods. It just, you know, it, it didn't really move well. What a difference from last week, right? What a difference from that fourth quarter. What a difference from, you know, hitting Gary Wilson, boom, on the quick pass and the quick slants and everything that he brings to the table. Didn't have that this week. You didn't. And it showed. It showed. There was no flow to it. There was it was it was just it was just a slow moving dragging offense. And once again, I get it. When you're constantly under pressure, you're constantly getting beat down, you know, it's hard. But once again, you would just like to have seen some adjustments, right? You would like to have seen maybe some like we always say, some screen passes as one of the callers mentioned. Quicker tempo. Something to try and slow down the rush that Cincinnati had. And you didn't get it. You didn't see it. And it's, it was just, it was hard to watch. It really was. Because you never really got the sense that they would be able to put a long drive together. Because you never got the sense that the line would be able to hold up to give Flacco enough time. You just never did. And yeah, defensively, you're right. That was supposed to be the calling card of this team. Like I just said, physical defense, try to be able to run the ball to keep teams balanced, pick some plays, try to run, get some matchups you like, hit your tight end, hit your receivers, spread some folks out. Talent is there. So the question is, how do you get this rolling? Now, hopefully, your number one quarterback where the offense is kind of made for, we'll be able to do those things. Because if not, remember, this is the easier part of your schedule. <laughs> After Pittsburgh, you face, if memory serves me correct, a currently undefeated Miami team. And then you get, well, Denver's not looked great, but you get Denver, you get Green Bay, who's rolling over Tampa Bay. You get, you know, you get some games that are going to be a little tougher. So you need to get things rolling now. You need to go back, look at the video, find out what's wrong. Hopefully you get your quarterback back. But even if you don't, defensively, there's some things that have got to be addressed for this team. Has to be. They're just not getting it done. Not. 1-800-919-3776. More of your calls next on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. It's The Drive on 98.7 ESPN. 1-800-919-3776. Also via Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. Mets rolling over the A's 12-1 as they bat in the ninth. Atlanta and Philly tied at six as Atlanta bats in the as Philly bats in the bottom of the tenth with runners on first and second and one out. Let's head back to the phones at one 800 919 See what you have to say. Let's talk to Joey in Brooklyn. What's up, Joey? Hey, how you doing? Good. What's happening? I'm just a little disgusted, frankly. I mean, 
you look at this team, and like you said, you've got the right pieces in place. Uh, you know, Joe Flacco, toward that fourth quarter, he had a great game. I mean, you know, he, he, he did what he does. And, I mean, I was watching a series where it was a fourth and four. The guy throws a 35-yard pass downfield. Why? Your defense is keeping you in the game. I think there were two scores down. He throws a 35-yard bomb. Why? Keep the drive moving. Get some points. It's just frustrating. It's frustrating. I know it is, Joey. You look at, and thanks for the phone call. You look at certain plays, and you're just like, like that one. You thought you thought somebody was open. First of all, you you don't have time to let the ball, you know, to have that situation. That's a, okay. That's a third down call, if you know you're going for it on fourth. Right, that's what you do. If it's third down, okay, let's throw it deep because we're gonna go for it on fourth down anyway. We'll see what happens. You can't throw it third. You need you need the offense was struggling. You don't need a big play right there. You need to keep your defense off the field to get a break. That's what you needed to do. Cole's in the car. What's up, Cole? Larry, it's it's always a pleasure to hear you, man. I thank God for you because uh you know the sunshine that that gets blown at us in the in the post game. You know, love those guys, but it's just like the, you know, just there's no reality to the comments for those guys. But you you're shining a bright light, and uh, you know, I look. My question, you know, I, I get upset because it's more of like the overall, right? It says, oh, we're you know, we're one and two, this and that. I mean. We were, you know, they did some good things last week, but uh, let's face it, we're close to being 0 3. It was almost a double digit loss last week, too. And there would be a whole different feeling about it. Um, uh, Joe Douglas, uh, you know, kudos for it. The, the trade, the, the trade making deals, those the trades are good. He's a great trader. You know, Garrett Wilson, great. Sauce Gardner, great. I mean, fourth pick overall, but, you know. But my problem is, and my concern is, Four years in now, and how is this team being built? Offensive line, not good. Defensive line, not good. Quarterback, giant question mark. You know, offensive line, I think we have two decent guards that seem to be, you know, youngish. The tackles, oh, we got hurt. There's no way they should have gone into this season thinking Becton was a reliable tackle. Two seasons injured, poor work habits, a weight issue that's going to, you know, make it difficult. That is on Douglas, betting on Beckton. Uh, again, love, love what Sauce Gardner has done. Love to have been able to get him later. He should have taken a tackle. I mean, even George Fant was a – he was an extra tackle in Seattle. He was not even a starting tackle. I, you know, I like George. So, you know, I just question at the most important position when you're building a team, you know, if you, it's offensive and defensive lines because if you have those, then you can get by with marginal players, you know. It's great to have the stars, but, you know, you see what you Carol Wilson's getting walloped in the back because Joe Flacco's throwing the ball, leading them into the stuff, throwing the ball up high. And, I, I don't know. I, I just, uh, the structure, the foundation of this team, I, I don't think is built on – on, on strength. So I don't know what your thoughts are, but well, I hear what you're saying. No, I hear what you're saying, yeah. my friend, and thanks for the phone call. Um, first of all, I think Danny Greg do a tremendous job. 
and they're bringing you schemes and they take you inside and they do different things. I'm just looking at it from an outside thing. We may agree on some things and disagree on others, you know, but they do a fan. They do a fabulous job. It's not always, I hear what you, 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 to you, because to you, you want to hear them just say they're awful. And then, and you know, they're not awful. They're just making bad mistakes. Okay. That's the issue. They're making bad mistakes. And so when you look at the thing, when we talk about Joe Douglas, you roll the dice with these draft choices, okay? Makai Becton should have worked. <laughs> you got a big tackle, a guy who you're able to, you're able to run behind because you can't move him. It should have worked. He should have been the right guy, okay? Should have been. It turns out it didn't. I will agree with you. It was a roll of the dice for them to go into the season and thinking that he was going to be the guy that was going to be there full time. That was. That was a little bit short-sighted. It was. So, you know, that's a mistake. And then what has happened, though, is especially with the offensive line, the people that they have signed, unfortunately for Joe Douglas, have not really been that good. Dwayne Brown was supposed to be perfect. He comes in and gets hurt. He's 37. (laughs) Once again, it's a roll of the dice, and that goes back to not being caught. You know, being caught in a situation where you're thinking, okay, we we got some we got some folks here that could be able to come in for Becton. Maybe they don't have a lot of experience, but they'll be okay, and we'll have that opportunity to, you know, go with Becton and, and he'll be all right. Well, it turns out he wasn't, and he got hurt again. He's gone for the year, and you're still running around trying to fulfill that left tackle position. I think the defensive line is okay. They just have to do a better job of getting to the quarterback. I do. I think they're okay. Are they great? No, they're not great. Now, can they, I saw a quote from one of the players. I think it was DJ Reed saying that everybody's got to be on the same page. Coaches, players, everybody. Uh, That's, that's a great statement to hear. They do need to be on the same page. The fact that they aren't is a little disturbing. It's week three plus the preseason. So once again, you got to go back in the film room. Everybody's got to be on the same page. And a lot of that, I think, is like Sauce Gardner handing guys off. You can't hand receivers off. And, and, and if you're handing them off, make sure that you get the response back that they acknowledge that they've got them. Okay, just because you hand them off doesn't mean that the person says, okay, I know what you're saying. You're telling them. You have to make sure that you get it. You have to make sure that you get the response. we got more of your phone calls. Talk Little Jets. Dennis Wysak will also join us. Covers the Jets for AP. We'll get his thoughts as well. It's The Drive on 98.7 ESPN.